So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the Inside Connection Radio coming to you live from L.A. on these crisp, winter, cold, rainy days. They've been really beautiful and we really need it. I am Dr. Craig Martin, and I'm here with my co-host, Christina Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about our full moon tonight, some of the astral activity we're having. I was just outside before the show, and it's big and bright and beautiful. So Yeah, I can go see, see it, it right here. Yeah, I see it from this window. It's um, It's a beautiful time of the year because this axis of um, you know polarity in the signs whenever we have a full moon we're working with um, a sign right it's Aquarius happy birthday to our Aquarians out there we are going to be talking about Sun and Aquarius tonight and then the full moon is always happening in the sign that's opposite where the Sun is so when the Sun is in Aquarius the full moon is in Leo Mm-hmm. In August, when the sun is in Leo, the full moon is in Aquarius. So for people mm-hmm. who didn't know that, the full moon is always in the sign that's opposite the sun. And so this axis, this polarity that we're working with um, right now, tonight, today, and the rest of this week, is the Aquarius-Leo axis of community and leadership. So all leaders need a community Uh, because otherwise they don't have anything to lead and all Mm -hmm. communities need leaders because those are the people that help focus the energy and the content and the vision of whatever it is that the group would like to accomplish. So there are people who take uh, steps forward and become in charge of groups of people. And we expect and hope that those people are going to lead those groups in directions towards the light and goodness and all things peaceful and wonderful. doesn't always happen that way, but, um, mm-hmm. but we hope that our leaders have that kind of intention. So tell me, Christina, do you know exactly when the full moon is happening? Yeah, it's actually going to be exact, exact tomorrow night, the 28th, so Thursday night um, for us. Okay, so so great. So somewhere on the East Coast, it's also at night, and then for people in Europe, it's going to be the following morning, but essentially it's going to be tomorrow night. So if you're looking at the full moon tonight, it's just slightly off, but it is going into Leo right now. So mm-hmm. the moon is going into Leo right now. I saw that before we started the show, and it will be in direct opposition to the sun as a full moon tomorrow night, which would be the 28th Thursday. Um, I like this polarity because I think that the dynamics of the group and the leader are very important the group often establishes what it is all about, right? The group Mm -hmm. um, has a characteristic basically of its own. And then out of the group normally will emerge the leader. 
Occasionally, there are people who define themselves as leaders and then attach themselves to groups or movements. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't always happen that way. Like, for instance, you could have someone like Martin Luther King, who Mm -hmm. emerged out of a group of civil rights activists as the leader because of his powerful oratory skills and the fact that then the group empowered him to be forward, the leader, a a role model, a role model and the leader for the cause of that group. Right. There are certainly other incidences where it goes sort of the other way, where you might say have someone like Donald Trump, for instance, who attaches themselves to a movement that they can identify. Now, normally, Mm -hmm. they can't really be that far off from the intentions of the group anyway, right? So they, they, but, but they were never necessarily a part of that group. They, Uh they co they co-opt the group because they see that the group needs a leader and that, that does happen. And it's not, um, it's certainly not always a bad thing. It doesn't always result in, you know, the thing that we just saw um, in Washington, but the still, this night and tomorrow night is an opportunity for us to feel our own leadership and recognize the group that we're a part of. So if, you know, you're, let's say a Democrat, then you're aligned with that. If you're a Republican, you're aligned with that as far as ideologies. And then who is your leader like that can facilitate forward movement for you in, in that way. It, it, it's a good dynamic because collectively, right, groups would be disorganized if they didn't have somebody giving orders, right? The military has generals and people that are below that. Because in order chief. to Right. In yeah. order to be able to get, but besides, besides that, which is sort yeah. of a weird, the yeah, only title. reason that our, honestly, the only reason that that happened was because George Washington was the general of the army. So when they first Already. wrote it up, they, right, they wrote, he already was the commander in chief and he became, right. But we haven't really had very many of those, you know, mili- real military um, presidents right. like President. Eisenhower, like Eisenhower was one and he was very popular, but he came from the military and became a president. And that's really kind of powerful um the 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 group would be disorganized let's say like any army i'm just an example right but like it can even be like a child's classroom to have a more banal and less violent analogy it could be a child's classroom it's it's a disorganized system until there's a teacher right or a group of people who go to church or synagogue or um, temple to pray, you know, and then they need to have a, um, a, a leader, a, a spiritual leader to have to help guide them in their understanding of spiritual lessons. Um, mm-hmm. And it and all systems, it could be a hospital, there has to be an administrator, because that person directs the movements of the doctors and the nurses and the scheduling and all collectively, the people in the group need to have a leader. That's the idea behind the energy that we're in right now, because most of us have some aspect where we have leadership, whether we're teaching a class um, or whether we have a family 
And, you know, if we take on some type of leadership role in the family, you know, uh, taking care of the finances or creating vacations or even doing the grocery shopping for the family, those are all Leo mode types of activities. Mm -hmm. And the group, the group receives that and then can also go about their marching orders, right? A mom could say, go clean your room, pick this up, do your homework. I'm going to cook dinner, dad, take out the garbage or whatever. Like, and all then the moving parts take care of it because it, it takes a village. It takes a group of people to accomplish goals. Yes. Yeah. I do like that because really, I mean, who's a Leo without an audience at least, you know, like they have to have somebody who is, is taking it. It's like just as important to have that community or group of people as it is for the leader. If the leader has no one to listen or follow, then who are they? Mm-hmm. So, to direct. That's another good one. Right, like, and you yeah. and I both know that coming from uh, Los Angeles, the idea of the massive production that it takes to do make a television show or a movie and you have a director and that person is there for a reason because they make all the moving parts go and it doesn't you know matter whether you're the set design the costume design the actors or whoever all those people have to report to the director because that person has to feel like the vision is you know coming forth from them because they're the leader Mm-hmm. And yet it's still a collective vision, right? You're the right. director and you tell the set designer that you want them to create this and you give them certain parameters and then you let them do their Leo thing with their mm. people that help them produce the set. But ultimately that set designer has to still report to the leader of the entire system. Yeah. And right. There's a cascading sense of, of leadership in most systems, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Mommy, mommy yells at the older brother. The older brother yells at the little brother. The little brother yells at the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody wants to know where they've got leadership and where they could tell everybody else to get in line. <laughs> yes. Follow my vision or else <laughs> or else. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. I do too. Like um, I was thinking before the show about uh, Aquarius and Leo and that access or, you know, those two signs together. And what came to mind too was um, like the heart and mind, you know, we have Leo as the sign that is, you know, uh, connected to the heart. You know, the Leos do things from the heart. They have big hearts. They love, you know, grandly and they are, you know, they are an exteriorization of themselves and anything that they love is part of them and heart connected. And then we have this Aquarian who is very mind connected. It's an air sign. It's all about logic and intellect and what works and uh, what doesn't. And so it's a, it's a nice combo heart and mind together. You know, we're working with both here. That fire in their energy. Yes. I mean, that's really, I love that. Leo rules the heart. Right. Leo rules the heart and Aquarius is an air sign. So it has to do with the mind. And I think that that's a really nice way of looking at that polarity is it's an integration of that, right? Mm -hmm. The leader creates the passion. 
Yeah. The leadership energy creates the passion because they're motivated to say like, wow, look at who I am. Look at what I represent. Mm -hmm. Look at the power that I have. You know, I can inspire you and motivate you. And um, some people, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Trump has Leo rising and um, Mars and Leo at the ascendant. There's a lot of capacity there to be a leader for good or for bad. You know, right. to direct to direct people to do bad, unthinkable things. You know, like certainly cult leaders have done that, right? Sure. Whether it was David Koresh or Charles Manson or whoever, there were leaders of groups of people that did not nice things, and um, that that also exists. But just staying consistent with the fact that sun in Aquarius is about high mindedness, you know, it's about finding an altruism. I think like Aquarian energy is about um, brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, Mm. community of people. I think if you're a thinking person, really a thinking feeling person, and you saw what happened in 2020, you really tapped into it at all. If you learned any of the lessons of 2020, there were a few really good ones, but one of them was that we all should be treated fairly. We all all should be treated. We all should be treated with the same level of respect and justice and consideration, even if we're different from each other. Even if we're different, like really culturally different, let's say, like if you're encountering someone who's culturally different than you, that doesn't mean that they deserve any less respect or space to be who they are um, than you do. And for me, I know that my understanding of that concept grew this year. I mean, I think Mm. I kind of always knew it, but I, I believe really in that Aquarian way that my understanding of egalitarianism, that all people are equal, um, which is an Aquarian, mm. you know, ethical belief. Right. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, across the board, across our globe, you know, COVID affected every single human body in existence of 2020, every single person that was there. And and created some substantial change, you know, some substantial Mm. changes in what was able to come to the light. You know, I mean, the United States certainly got an opportunity to see its sort of ugly racist underbelly. Yeah. Things that had been buried, things that had really been buried in the pre-Trump era, um, really came to the light. I mean, we're still dealing with it because it hasn't been tamed. It hasn't been put back in the bag, Um, but, but it's out in the light. And unless we go back to sleep, unless we allow ourselves to say, Oh, well that happened, you know, we saw that. And then next time it's worse. I remember in, I don't remember exactly what year, but I would say, I'm going to say um, 1992. I'm almost positive, but it could have been 91. Um, the The World Trade Center was attacked. It was bombed. 
Oh, that's right. Some people drove vans in and it was the same type of attack. And mm-hmm. they drove vans in and they tried to explode enormous vans full of dynamite in the garages near the support pillars. Oh. And wow. that was nine or 10 years before. I remember right. being there. I remember being in New York at the time. And I remember my clients and friends that moved out then. They came into the office and they were like, yeah, we're leaving. We're going to Oregon. We're going to California because this is, you know, going to happen again. And like, this is just the, the, the test run. It did, you know, they, they knew it. And this is a similar thing to what you can see happening right now with radicalized, unfortunately radicalized Americans who um, are, misguided in the way in which our country assumes and, and, and delegates power. It's not the uh-huh. way we do it. We don't seize right. power here. We vote. <laughs> and if you want to have power on your side for your beliefs, you vote. And if you can't find enough people to vote for what you believe in, then probably what you believe in is not really that popular. Yeah. And you know, Anyway, we were were talking about Aquarian, um, and I think that you had some, um, you know, past first. We're going to talk about some past people, but some present people. And I think you had a small list of some maybe like interesting, high-minded people that are Aquarians. Happy birthday again to our Aquarians. Oh, my gosh. We have some really, 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 really good ones. We have Abraham Lincoln. We have Galileo. Rosa Parks, Bob Marley. Bob There's Marley, just... how about FDR? He was also an Aquarius, right? And Charles Darwin. Darwin. Darwinism, yep. right? Those are really those are really interesting people because they all represent some level of unique, right? Something about mm-hmm. Aquarius mm-hmm. is that they're outside the box, but all men are created equal concept that was in our constitution, our original um, constitutional document was certainly lived out by Abraham Lincoln. Uh-huh. He really fought for that conceptually. And that's sort of amazing on the creative, you know, there's, um, there's Mozart, kind of an amazing yes. character, very unusual, very unique. Yoko, yes. who's very Yoko. unusual and very unique. Um, Who is some Carol, really, the author. Yeah. Charles Dickens, the author. Good, mm-hmm. good storytellers, really good storytellers. Yeah. So I think that there's definitely some characters from history that we can see that are um, sort of I'm an moving. amazing example of Aquarian energy, right? Yeah, it's like that that innovative for their time, you know, the uh, ahead of their time, just individualistic and and progressive, you know, not really it's kind of like a little bit of rebellious energy. I mean, Rosa Parks, that was so rebellious to do what she did and uh, you know, nowadays like we live our lives by that. We but back then we weren't that wasn't a collective thing so uh, that's Aquarius right there right there yeah exactly and then more of the you know the modern people I think some of the most famous certainly include Oprah because she again has that same 
um, philanthropic, um, but but trying to provide information to the masses, people who are somewhat unusual, someone who are a little bit outside the box. Other famous Aquarians and happy birthdays go out to Alicia Keys. Elijah Wood. Got Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington's amazing. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, they're very interesting, interesting people. I think that um, that Aquarius energy provides a lot of uniqueness because they're kind of quirky. Aquariuses are kind of quirky. It's one of the things that they kind of like about themselves. Ashton Kutcher also. Happy yeah, birthday. We like about them too. Yeah. Uplifting yeah. too. Yeah, Very and it's, it's sort of it's sort of the antithesis of the Leo energy, right? These people are not necessarily hogging the limelight. Not mm. that Leos do that, but they do. Um, uh, yeah. And 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 they they receive their fame in a kind of a different way. It's not the same as um, the the way that the opposite sign does, right? That the Leos right. are are often like really looking for the spotlight and yet the Aquarians are, are attracting the spotlight for their values and community um, community work and community efforts and the way they contribute back socially. I think it's really good. Yeah. I like, I like full moon times also because in everybody's chart, it represents a, a peak Right, a peak of a certain kind of energy, because now after tomorrow night, then the moon will start to get smaller, and we'll be going back into the new moon cycle. So the last two weeks have been a period of growth, and the full moon is an opportunity um, for for us to um, find the maximum the largest amount of growth in this energy of Leo to be able to really see the way in which we shine and be able to bring that energy out publicly if we want to, or in some creative way as part of our legacy. It, you, it, could, it doesn't have to always be socially. Right. Exactly. Exactly that. And then with that, with all, we have so much Aquarian energy too. I don't know if you saw, but we have, the Sun and Jupiter and Saturn and Mercury all in Aquarius. So we have a lot of Aquarius um, action happening and it's going to continue to happen. But, um, you know, the Leo full moon's shining some light, getting some light to giving some light to those as well. Yeah. One thing that we haven't really discussed in this show, but that's happening in two days is that Mercury is going retrograde in Aquarius. So we're having a retrograde start, which will probably be part of our conversation for next week. But everybody needs to prepare for this one because it's, again, the the review of the group. And there we, there are some really dynamic convergent energies out there. There are definitely opposing groups of energy that are um, very much in a um, not, not battle, but conflict with one another. Yes. They're, they're, the energies are opposing enough that they have a very hard time finding common ground. Right, right. And Aquarius is all about the common ground. Aquarius is all about including the, you know, quote unquote outsiders or, you know, people that are 
again, quote unquote, different than you. So I think it's, I mean, it feels like a good time to have, you know, a review of this, these different groups and trying to find hopefully a common ground with us. You know, we, we can get through COVID, we can get out of COVID together rather than separately. That's the goal. You know, I think with um, some of these, like vaccines, for instance, are we going to wait for everybody to get out of it together? Are we going to give, you know, certain groups that are deserving of it more? Do they get it first? All that. Who's deserving of it more? <laughs> well, I, I uh, the people that have. Uh, Did you mean like you know, the, the old front line people? Workers. Oh, the frontline workers. workers. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, ideally what's going to happen is that um, some level of normalcy will return and we'll be able to go back to concerts and restaurants and crawl all over each other like we used to do, pushing through crowds of people at a bar um, Mm -hmm. once most everybody is vaccinated by the end of the summer. Because Mm -hmm. if you knew you were going into a bar full of crowded people and most everybody, let's say, was vaccinated against the coronavirus inside the bar, then nobody would really have to worry. We could be, um, you know, the vaccination creates herd immunity. Right. 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 And so once generally all people are immune from getting it, then it won't really matter. And anybody who hasn't gotten it by then and then get sick and dies, that'll be on them. It'll be their own fault. You know, like the government won't need to continue to regulate who's, who stays open and who doesn't stay open and stuff like that. When, when we don't have a vaccine, the government has to step in for our safety. By the time 75% of people in the country are actually vaccinated and we're close to, you know, what the epidemiologists say is herd immunity number, that's it. The government can completely back off. There's no reason for them to interfere with the economic model anymore. And yes, I can see that being a part of the transition, the Aquarian transition. And thank yeah. God we have new leadership, you know, thank God we have new leadership, any leadership on, on this, because it obviously was way above, you know, Donald Trump's capacity to handle um, to handle it. He abandoned it. He completely abandoned it. There was no federal guidance and no federal leadership. And it was always going to be like that from day one, we were in grave danger and, you know, um, and thank God it turned out to be a pandemic instead of, you know, uh, an armed nuclear conflict, you know, like, because he wouldn't have known what to do in any of those circumstances. Do you hear me? Okay. I think I think Christina Martin's audio went out and I think it might have to do with her um internet. So sorry about that. Um so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up the show. And sorry about that, guys. I think we're having a little bit of a technical glitch, which is interesting. Um, I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You've been listening to the Inside Connection. I hope you guys enjoy the full moon. It's certainly a time to capitalize on creativity and 
um, leadership and find the group and who you might want to be connected to and where you can let yourself shine inside that group. We'll see you next Wednesday and we'll be talking about the Mercury retrograde. And until then, I hope you have a really nice evening for Christina Martin. I'm going to say bye-bye and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 